It's time for Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham Talk 1600. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and welcome back to Wham Talk 1600's Operating Theater. It's the only OR. In all talk radio, I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, linked to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor. We are here every Sunday for you live from 2 to 5 Eastern. But it doesn't start and stop on Sundays from 2 to 5 Eastern. We are available. The Freedom Beacon of Truth and Light is always on for you at DaveJanda.com. A tremendous amount of free public content. We uh, just, you name it, we got it. Of uh, the uh, recent video I did entitled The Road of Your and Our Freedom. It's about actually my family's battle against the globalist syndicate since the 1880s. No, 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 not the 1980s, the 1880s. Many people believe this syndicate, this globalist syndicate has been around for eh, maybe 20, 30, 40 years. Oh, no, 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 no. They've been around a lot longer than that. And uh, we document that actually in that presentation that many have found to be very inspirational. Because it's not only a history lesson, it's a lesson on taking on the deep state and how to beat them. I hope you'll go to DaveJanda.com and watch that video right on the homepage. It's there and it's free. We also a tremendous amount of other free content. And we, of course, have our subscription content for 30 cents a day with extra shows, extra content, extra videos, extra interviews, archives to all of our shows. The purpose of that subscription platform is to present information that I cannot present on the terrestrial radio stations such as Wham Talk 1600, we can present a tremendous amount. But Big Brother, the FCC is always watching. And there are certain issues and certain depth portions of those issues I cannot go on into on the radio. And that's what we do on our subscription platform. We hope you become part of our freedom family. Every week in our operating room, folks, we dissect current events that are impacting you, your family, your business, our community, and our country. And we bring to our operating room information and guests the bought off lamestream fake media either ignores because it doesn't fit into their preconceived politically correct bought off agenda or because folks, they're petrified. They're petrified of what might happen if they actually tell you what you need to know. This show is about your freedom, your political, your economic, your financial and your health care freedom. I am honored to have back with us someone who is a very dear friend and someone who is a freedom fighter extraordinaire who takes on the deep state 24-7. Hence, their, the deep state's significant distaste for the information that Sarah Westall provides. Her information is grounded on facts, on data, on science. Exactly what the deep state does not want you to know. Sarah is a successful entrepreneur and business executive. And in the, over the past 25 years, she's developed and created and developed multiple companies, including a successful management consulting firm and an international import manufacturing company. Sarah is also a, has a computer science and business management systems degree from the College of Science and Engineering at the University of Minnesota with an emphasis in management information systems from the Carlson School of Business. 
Sarah started her career at the center of the internet revolution at U.S. West Communications, where she was promoted multiple times to eventually become the director of the Advanced Networking Group, responsible for all the systems, designs, and, and development of what was called Enterprise, the internet and networking arm of U.S. West. Currently, Sarah is a partner in Galax Consulting. She's also the host of a phenomenal national show, Business Game Changers, of which I've been honored to be a, a guest on her platform. Her national radio show features leaders in business, government, society, and science, and her significant experience and knowledge in technology, systems engineering, business, and entrepreneurship provides insight and depth unparalleled in the media. Her website is phenomenal. I encourage you to go there. Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L, sarahwestall.com. It's my privilege and pleasure to bring to our Operation Freedom platform, Sarah Westall. Sarah, welcome. Hi, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Sarah, is it my... I don't know, miscalculation? Is it my misinterpretation that based on what the deep state is doing and their puppets, they seem to be in desperation mode as opposed to power mode? I bring that up because as one example, uh, a Democratic rep, a globalist really rep, Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio is running for the Senate seat in Ohio. And here is, uh, this was reported by Summit News um, and confirmed, uh, actually through videotape, Democratic Rep Tim Ryan says, quote, we got to kill MAGA extremists, end quote. Um, Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio, running for the U.S. Senate spot in Ohio, sparked controversy this week by referring to so-called MAGA Republicans and declaring, quote, you got to kill and confront that movement, end quote. Sarah, to me, that's reeks. It's incredible. Well, it's incredible that they take it this far, that they get to the point where they they just, I mean, talk to talk this poorly about half the people in this country. And it's um, it's a divide and conquer. It's a making sure that we don't unify. I also think they're working very hard at keeping their ignorant base from learning new information. And because there's a lot of people who are independents or who are Democrats in the past who have left, they don't really have a party. And but the ones that are left, which is a minority, I, I think these polls are faked. I don't think they're they're right, you know, where they act like they have all this support. I don't think they have the support that they claim they have. But the ones who still support them are extremely ignorant. I mean, they don't have, they they just aren't, they don't have access to the independent media. And, and it's more because they just haven't like pulled their head out of their, I don't cave that they're in or something. And they're, they're really watching just mainstream media. And, and I got to bring this up because the Democrats all over the country will not debate Republicans. And I don't know if you're seeing this in Michigan. I know we're seeing this here in Minnesota where our governor will not debate Paul Jensen. I think you know who Dr. Paul Jensen is. Yes. He's running for government governor here in Minnesota. But none of the candidates will uh, will debate. And it's, it's very interesting because I think it's a twofold. And I think it's because they do not want to inform their base of new issues and they'll lose a debate they can't 
debate on the merit of, especially what Paul Jensen would bring up. I mean, can you mm-hmm. imagine what he would bring up? And and so they don't want to debate. It's kind of like the Biden um, strategy where he just kept him in the basement. But they're doing this for almost everyone. It's incredible. And the other uh, thing I think is happening is I don't think it's just the dem- Democrats. And I'm going to talk about the the establishment Republicans because there was a group that analyzed the the American First Republicans and the establishment Republicans. There's only about 20 Republicans in Congress and the Senate that you can reliably count on that they're actually going to vote with what the people want. Otherwise, they're just with the big one-party swamp. And I think I think the other reason, you know, I'm I'm just going with what my gut says here on what their strategy is, because I don't trust these these Republicans because they are not funding American first candidates. The Republican establishment isn't. They will not fund American first candidates. They would rather lose and have a Democrat win than have an American first candidate up, which is incredible. So the other thing I think with this debate I don't think these establishment Republicans want to get up there and debate either because right. they, their base is going to force them to ask questions and to debate in the style that we expect them to, and they won't do it. Well, you know, Sarah, we're seeing it That's in Michigan here. We're, we're seeing it here in Go Michigan ahead. in the AG race between Dana Nessel and American First, America First candidate Matt DiPerno. Uh, Dana Nessel has refused to debate DePerno, and usually when they decide they're going to do a debate, they'll do one late after all the early voting as they're, you know, already kind of setting the tables for what's going to happen on Election Day, right? Uh, but here's the here here here's an interesting thing. Uh, Dana Nessel was recently at a big event in Royal Oak, which is not a conservative stronghold at all, okay? And she comes on stage to introduce a band. And she goes on stage, they introduce her, and she got, this is just this past week, she got booed off the stage. And 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 I'm telling you, this head in the sand, this I'm going to hide in the basement a la Joe, is not working. People ha- are seeing through it because they saw what happened with Biden they see what's happening with our economy, with our rights, with the mandates, with the fascist talk, with the Independence Hall bathed in red with the Marines standing there. And you know what, Sarah, it is having huge blowback. Well, I I don't think their polls are right, right? I mean, I think it's part of the propaganda that Obama legalized under his uh, the the Smith-Mutt Act and they legalized propaganda back in what, 2014, I think. I think you've covered this on your show. And so this is all part of just lying to the American people on who really, what these polls are, what's really happening. And I mean, nobody really believes it anymore. Even the mainstream radio hosts, I don't know, I don't watch Fox News much anymore because I was so disgusted with some of the things I've seen them do. I think there's some good people there. But, you know, even some of the mainstream radio, they just don't believe any of the stuff that's coming out. And I I think, you know, we have this lawsuit and our attorney is more of a Democrat. I mean, that's her whole life. She isn't now. She doesn't want anything to do with what's going on. But her whole life, she's been more of a liberal. And her view, based on her friends and everybody that she's hearing and stalking, talking is a liberal base, wants freedom of speech and are horrified, too. 
we have different views on a lot of different issues, depending on whether you're an independent, a Republican or a liberal. But that's not what we're seeing with the establishment. That what we are seeing with American first candidates, it's it's a first group. It's a revolutionary act, actually. It's a first group of candidates that are actually saying we want to to vote and we want to we want to represent the people for real, and we don't want this globalist takeover. They're they're a small group of people. Now it's a bigger one. There's this big insurgence. They actually care about their constituents, or at least it seems like it does, and they're getting support from all sides of the aisle. Because, you know, Stanford and Northwestern, two universities, people should know, they're both highly rated. They did a thing back in maybe five, six, seven years ago. My gosh, it was probably seven years ago. I had the leader of this back then. I interviewed them, and it was a study that they did, and they were trying to get the word out that 85% of the time, no matter what side of the aisle you are on, the politician will not vote with the, with the people. Whatever the people want, no matter if you're a liberal, a Democrat, conservative, whatever, the politicians will not vote with you 85% of the time. And it didn't matter what if the politician was a Democrat or Republican. It was just the way it was. And they they studied a, a lot of issues and came up with this. And we're, they were trying to get the word out that our republic is not representing the people anymore. And I mean, you can go and find the study, hopefully, if it wasn't completely washed off the internet. I mean, Google is, that's a study they wouldn't want people to know. I mean, it was a whole movement. They were trying to get this information out. It was pretty interesting coming from that Northwestern and Google, or Google and, and Google. Google is in my brain, Northwestern and Stanford. Um, and that's what we're seeing right now. And so now when you have these American first candidates, they are desperate not, I mean, when would we see in the past where the Republican establishment would rather see a Democrat win than a Republican candidate who is American first? Well, that gets me back to my point. I've, you know, I mean, I've that's made. their actions. Yeah, it gets me Go back ahead. to the point I made. There's one political party, the Republicrats, which are owned and operated by a criminal syndicate. And the that's America first right. candidates. And that's what we're seeing. Right, and the America First candidates are the only entities that stand against that one-party criminal syndicate. And that is right, and that's what we're seeing, and that's why they won't debate them. And I also think that's why the Republican Party, the established Republican Party, won't fund them. So whenever you see those, those are actions. You can talk, they can talk rhetoric all day long, but their behavior shows you what they're doing. If you don't fund something, you don't believe in it or you're against it. Sarah, earlier and in this- I think, uh, go ahead. Well, earlier in this segment, you spoke about the lawsuit you're involved in as it relates to big tech. Educate our listeners on that, of what the suit is about and where we are in that process. Well, first thing I got to say about it is it's the most important thing I've ever done in my life. And I think it is, as our attorney, Chris Armenta, just did an interview, actually with Sean at SGT Report, and it's now it's up on our Give, Send, Go, Defending Free Speech. It's a, it's a really good interview so people can learn more about our lawsuit. But as she said, it's the, it's the most, probably the most important lawsuit coming up. On, on the docket in years. I mean, as far as First Amendment goes, because people really believe this is the lawsuit that could make it to the Supreme Court because of 
all the factors that are involved in it. And there have been many other people that have gone, gone up against social media companies and they have not succeeded. And the difference is that we're looking at it from a state actor standpoint, meaning that if the government uh, coerces, enforces coercion or um, intimidation or any kind of motivation to shut down free speech, then you can sue them as a, as a state actor acting on the benefit of the U.S. government, meaning it's a completely um, unconstitutional for them to do what Google and what these big tech YouTube, all these big tech companies are doing. We're specifically suing Google, which is the largest big tech company when it comes to censorship. They own 92% of the worldwide search market, which includes YouTube. And that means their control, we think it might even be deeper than that because we think that like DuckDuckGo and some of these other companies are also using their search engine. But at least from a front standpoint, it's 92%. That means they're controlling what you see and the information that you can um, observe to make decisions. They're affecting people's whole paradigms and how they see the world. And they're shutting down free speech like yours and mine and everyone else. You used to get you know, very regularly, 200,000 views of video on YouTube. Now you what? You get 2,000? It's that's very right. obvious that they're that's, censoring. Yeah, no, that's yeah, about right. It's that, ridiculous. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's... It, it's, it, it's obvious, okay? But what they're doing is that this government has mandated this stuff or behind the scenes. And with more information com coming out, hindsight is twenty twenty. We were all shut down October 15th, right before the November election in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it was right after uh, Congress passed legislation to uh, censor big tech companies. Of course, the Senate and the, and the president didn't pass it, so it didn't go through as law. But it was very much a big loudspeaker thing saying, you need to censor. Nancy Pelosi, which is the most powerful uh, woman ever to be in our government, told in a speech, a public speech, that uh, Section 230 immunity is a gift and that if you don't censor, we can take this away from you. It's taking away their ability. It's a big part of their business. It's their immunity. It's what, what gives them their competitive advantage in the industry, right? So we have, and there's a lot more examples of this. Lately, there's been more stuff coming out showing that there's been 45 federal agencies involved and mm -hmm. that they actually had backdoor um, direct access to these social media companies, including Google, when they said they want to shut somebody down. And so in our case, we lost, of course, in uh, San Francisco, everybody, it was surreal. It was as if the judge was a lawyer for Google. It was <laughs> like you were in a show trial. I mean, it really was interesting. And then now we're at the District Court of Appeals and they have, Trump has, not that conservative necessarily, because liberal was always a free speech um, issue, but now that they're censoring conservatives left and right, it's becoming more of a an, an American for everyone issue. And liberals are starting to wake up to this, by the way, in mass. And but Trump appointed a lot of new federal judges in the district court, and they think they flipped the circuit court, Ninth Circuit of Appeals. And so we have a really good shot of um, winning this thing. We don't know. I always I've been telling people to pray that the judges have the courage to do what's right. 
because they all know what's right in this case. It's whether they have the courage to do what's right. And so, and so that's is, what we're, we're up against. When is that appeals hearing? It's October 17th at 930 uh, Pacific time. And ironically, it's going to be airing on YouTube so people can watch it. If they cap how many people can watch it live, it'll be aired later. Um, we'll be we'll have links to it where you can watch it. And it, it is um, what we what we're saying is if we win, we're expecting Google to petition it, you know, appeal it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have more. <laughs> we're going to have to raise even more money to fight this. If we, um, and then it could get to the go to the Supreme Court because they'll appeal it the whole way because it's such an important case. If we lose, we will appeal it to the Supreme Court. And our attorney and and many lawyers that she's working with now. There's a group of people who have experience. There's three that she's working with who've clerked at the Supreme Court. There's many who have experience with the Supreme Court. And they and it's viewed as the most likely one to go to the Supreme Court right now, which is pretty incredible. So if we lose, we will appeal directly to the Supreme Court, which will be less expensive than Google doing their, they'll appeal to the district court first. And we think they may not, they might go to the Supreme Court, but more than likely they'll do the, dis, there's a process in between where you can either go to straight to the Supreme Court or you can appeal at the district level and they'll ask for like all the, like nine judges to reevaluate the decision. So we expect that, that they could do that. But yeah, I mean, we are, um, I mean, this is, you know, and I think I've said this before when the, on your show, when the Gutenberg press came out, the countries that, uh, shut down the ability for the free flow of ideas and information. Those countries still struggle today, are still behind today economically. They're behind in all sorts of ways, but economically we can measure. Human development seizes in many ways when you shut down free speech. And that's what we're witnessing right now. And we saw it with COVID where the the proper, you've interviewed so many doctors, you're a doctor, the protocols that worked at 99.7% success rates were being um, censored. And the protocols that the government was using was, you know, death protocols in these hospitals, 50%. I mean, I don't know what the rates were. They were at one time 50% success rates where the, the person would live. I mean, no one in their right mind would pick that over the 99.7. So it was, people were dying because of the censorship. I mean, not only does it stunt our growth from a science and technology and, and spiritually and economically, it's, it directly impacts people's lives. It's a very serious issue. And so we're honored to be in the forefront of this. And we um we we just need as much support as we can from the american people and maybe worldwide i don't know but the american people please go to give send go slash defending free speech we're still needing to raise some money for this uh district case that we have on october 17th and then if we raise more than we need now we're going to be doing some serious fundraising for the next steps Sarah, educate our listeners and how they can follow you and your content on a daily basis, because that's also must do. Well, I seriously appreciate you, Dave, and you can go to sarahwestall.com. It's where you can find everything. And I just had Dave uh, on my show. We talked about, are we winning? Talked about some of these um, desperate moves that these globalists are making. 
There's a lot of really good, I break information on my website, things that you can't find elsewhere. So I really appreciate it if you could go there and sign up for my newsletter. That's where you will learn everything that I'm doing. And I gotta tell you, you gotta work to find the people that you can trust, like Dave Janda's show. There's a lot of disinformation out there, but work and I spread the news on who you can trust because that's what we really need to be doing. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. SarahWestall.com. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom. I'm Dr. Dave Janda.